You're listening to the Touch of Flavor podcast, episode 23. You're talking about putting your fuck parts in my head where my brain lives. You know, in nature, only a handful of creatures made for life. But isn't that, like, cheating? We can't do this 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Why not? The safety word is banana. It is so refreshing to be with someone who likes to fuck outside the box. This is the Touch of Flavor podcast, dating and relationship advice by kinksters for kinksters. Join us as we tackle BDSM, sex, non-monogamy, and how to build extraordinary relationships in an ordinary world. And now your hosts, Cassie and Rigel. This is our special Valentine's Day episode. For some of us, Valentine's, like many other holidays, can be a pretty rough one, especially if you're single or you're not financially well off. So today we're going to give you some Valentine's Day suggestions and pick-me-ups. Also, we want to talk about a movie that we just recently previewed, Around the World, by Robert Haggins. Yeah, so this uh, this episode is going to be going out on Valentine's Day uh, this year, 2018, and so we'll put it out on Valentine's Day, and then we'll we'll probably actually backdate it a little bit after a few days just to keep our episodes in order. We'd saved episode 23 for Valentine's Day special, and the way it worked out, we wound up putting out 24 on Monday, so a couple of days before. But yeah, so it's going to be going out, uh, which is actually the same day that the video that we're going to talk about is going out, so we'll talk about that in a minute. But first, why don't you give your couple of survival tips that we have for folks for Valentine's Day? All right. So I'm going to break it up into two categories. The first is when you're low on money and the second being when you're single, because those are two different things. Um, But if you're low on money right now, one of the things that is the biggest tip and the first one that I want you to really focus on is consider making Valentine's Day not a big financial big deal. Valentine's Day is about spending time with your partner, sort of refreshing that whole chemistry you have between each other. So that doesn't have to have a huge price tag. So make sure that you spend time, you find things to do. But if you don't have a lot of money, don't focus on that because you're going to find that you're just going to stress yourself out and be more upset and not having fun on Valentine's Day, which is kind of the whole point. Yeah, I remember a few, well, more than a few Valentine's days ago now uh, where we were quite broke. I think we just bought the house pretty recently. And uh, our, our partner at the time, uh, we had a Valentine's Day picnic in the middle of the living room floor with no furniture on a blanket with candles. And, you know, the funny thing about that is I don't even remember what I got for Valentine's Day that year. But I remember the time you guys took to decorate the bag with all little like poly hearts and little sayings and stuff. And I think I, I, I don't know what I got that Valentine's Day, but I still have that friggin' bag somewhere. Yep. We have the bag in the memory box and we ate pizza like that was our romantic dinner. We had candles set up and we ate pizza. And the funny thing is, that's actually one of my most memorable Valentine's days in a good way, in a good way. Yeah. So just keep in mind that it doesn't have to come with a large price tag. Number two is if you're a crafty person, make something. You don't have to, you know, go out and buy jewelry or things like that. Be crafty, make a card. You're running a little late if you're listening to this podcast and you haven't started something, but make a card. There's a lot that you can do 
uh, by checking out like Pinterest and things like that. So make something. Or have Cassie, if, if you're dating Cassie, have her make your card. Because she <laughs> is amazing. And generally she'll decorate the cars in the house and the other partners will just like put on little stickers or, or, or something on the cards because we can't outdo Cassie. I put a lot of time and effort into the cards that I make. I know you do. I may, if we can, if we can scrape together pictures of a couple of the ones you've made in the past, I may post it on the show notes, which for this episode are going to be at a touch of flavor.com forward slash zero two three. So keep that in mind. Cause I do know we had, if we're not putting up cars, we do have some other resources uh, and the video and, and some other things that we're going to be putting on that uh, in those show notes. Okay. So number three is, If you guys have a shared hobby or an interest, or if you just have a shared interest, share it with your partner do something around the house. If you like to cook, have them join you, make a meal Um, rather than going out and spending the cash, uh, make it something that you guys are spending time doing together. So come up with a hobby, play a game, something that you guys have in common that you enjoy doing. And number five is if you want to give your partner a gift that costs absolutely nothing, but they might appreciate Try giving the gift of chores. As somebody who does a lot of the chores around my house, I certainly love when my partners offer me the gift of taking something off my back. And it doesn't actually have to be chores. It could be anything. So if you have, you know, are the person who normally runs the errands, your partner offering to do that for you or whatever, but doing something to take a weight off of your partner's back. Uh, Something else you can do that kind of combines the craftiness and the chores is uh, love coupons. And this is another thing that doesn't cost hardly anything to do. You can go on, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll put a link in the show notes again, touchofflavor.com forward slash 023 with some Pinterest ideas for these. But you can also get them at shops. You can get them online. Just Google love coupons or sex coupons. It really depends on your mood. But these are coupons that you can give to your partner that entitles them to redeem it and get things anywhere ranging from like a chore done to a back rub to conversation to sexual favors are some of the more fun ones. So check out love coupons or sex coupons, whatever you want. Look them up online. We'll put a couple links in the show notes. Those can be fantastic and they're cheap and they're awesome and they're fun. So the last thing is, uh, you know, there's nothing better than getting a blowjob or oral sex or something like that for any day of the year, but it's Valentine's day. Give your partner the a rememberable experience of an awesome, amazing orgasm. And also maybe think about if you're putting away time to have sex, maybe doing that something special that you don't necessarily do all the time. As long as you're okay with it, don't push your own boundaries. But if it's something that is like a soft limit, something that you only do every once in a while, maybe, you know, offer it up for Valentine's Day. Anal. Anal, you know, (laughs) anal, you know, put it in the butt. You know, whatever that is that your partner really, really enjoys, that isn't a hard limit for you, but it isn't something that you necessarily do all the time. Maybe Valentine's Day is the time to give it as a gift. I feel like Adel was a really vanilla answer to that question, (laughs) actually. We need something a little more. Pitch out a couple ideas that are a little more. uh... Okay, for you, needle play. Yeah, I don't like needle play. Being a sex slave for a day, maybe if that's not something that usually happens in your relationship. Yeah, service. I mean, really, the sky is the limit. You know, are you trying to get yourself in trouble with this podcast? Soft limits is a good day to to play with soft limits. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to talk about the other thing. If you're single, 
So it might feel like Valentine's Day is just a day that people who have partners can celebrate. And it can really suck when you're single and you're seeing everybody else be all lovey-dovey and all the balloon hearts and cheesy cards, stuffed animals, and all the obnoxious reminders that you're single. But you still can have an awesome day. And there's a few things that you can do to do that. So the first is find yourself a last minute date. Like just because you're single doesn't mean that you have to stay at home and not get out. There are hundreds of people just like you who are single for Valentine's Day. So this might be a great night to hop on your Tinder or get on your OkCupid profile and see if you can book a little tiny date with somebody or a hookup. If you want to get laid, do it on Valentine's Day. Treat yourself. If you don't have those, maybe your old little black book, whatever, but find yourself a, a date so you can get out and get laid and have fun. So if you're not feeling ambitious about getting out and getting laid or going to a play party or any of those things for uh, play parties, yes, go to a play party on Valentine's Day. You can fuck somebody else's partner on Valentine's Day. It's okay. Share the love. So if you're not one of those people who feels like going out and enjoying the company of a new person. I can't, man. I can't. I tried. I tried so hard. You know, all I can think of is, 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 uh, so we, we got engaged to our partner and, uh, we're planning a wedding for mid 2019. Uh, a couple of venues we're considering are places that also host kink events, not because they host kink events, but because we know they'd be friendly and we know some of the people involved and, and some of those kinds of things. And there has been discussion of possibly, depending on what the crowd looks like for our wedding, having a play party after the wedding, not for everybody. But for people who we know would be interested in a play party. Certain guests. Certain guests. And I think there's been discussion about, like, why not play with other people on your, on your honeymoon night? Specifically from our partner. <laughs> Specifically from our partner. I think she's hoping that we'll... we'll, we'll uh, Get out some of our sexual needs on other people and... and before honeymoon. Yeah, and, and, and beat up pretties and that I, sort of I thing. that's, yeah. Yeah. Yep. All right, so now that we went off on yeah, that I tangent. Couldn't, I couldn't. It just went in my head. It just went in my head. You're like, it's okay to fuck somebody else's partner on Valentine's Day. I'm like, or at your wedding, apparently. Who cares? That's how it goes. All right, continue. It's great to be kinky. But if you're not one of those people and you're not feeling let out to going out with someone new, that sort of thing, connect with some of your other single friends. I'm sure you probably know somebody who is single, you guys can go out, have some Chinese, grab a drink at your favorite pub, but you can get out and hang out with somebody rather than sitting at home and dwelling on the fact that you're single. The next thing is if you don't want to go out with your friends or your friends are busy, you don't want to go out and meet new people, go on an adventure for yourself. Go someplace that you wanted to go. Uh, that restaurant that you never got to go to and eat at, whatever, Go out and do something. If you want to go out and do something kinky, maybe try to see if there's a venue where you can try stuff out. Um, a lot of times on Valentine's Day, there is a lot of like try it nights going on. I know in Baltimore there is. So go out, do a try at night. And we will link to that in the show notes if you happen to be in the Baltimore area, touchflavor.com forward slash 023. So, you know, get out, do something to give yourself a little bit of a mood lift. And the last and final thing, it's Valentine's Day. Love yourself. 
you need to take care of yourself emotionally and physically. So if you're horny or whatever, make sure you do that nice dinner, that warm bath, give yourself that good movie and have some fun with your favorite sex toy. Make sure that you're taking care of your needs, no matter what they are. So that takes care of our surviving Valentine's Day tips. In case you can't tell, Cassie wrote those. I actually had no idea what they were before we just (laughs) hopped on. I've been busy. We're trying to put this out in time for Valentine's Day. So congratulations. I think those were fantastic. Thank you. So let's get on to this review. And I think the first part of this is talking about how we came into doing this review in the first place. Okay. So do you want to tell the story kind of of how we came into being asked to review this, and then I'll kind of hop in and we can talk about the review itself. So how we got asked to review this actually goes even further back than that. A few months ago, I was contacted by Rob Higgins, and he asked me if Touch of Flavor would be interested in sort of giving some insight into a show that he is producing. It's not out yet. It's it's being filmed currently and worked on. This may be one of the first times I think it's actually being publicly mentioned is in conjunction with the release of this YouTube video. Yeah. And the series is called? Monogamish. And what is it going to be about? It is about primarily a couple who just recently kind of are exploring kink and polyamory, sort of like starting to dive into those things and get their toes wet and sort of their trial and error through that experience. Yeah. So the general idea is going to be, you know, these people are new, they're going in cold, they don't know what they're doing. They make mistakes, they're learning along the way. And what I thought is is amazing about this whole thing is this guy, is Robert Higgins, is really concerned about getting this right and portraying things in a good light. And he reached out to Cassie And uh, as of right now, the idea is, is that Cassie is going to be providing commentary that's going to be on after each episode, describing what these people did wrong and how they could have done it better. And the journey is going to follow them until they actually figure out how to do things right. And, uh, and everything's cool and healthy and happy and fun. So I think it's an amazing idea. So Robert Higgins had reached out to us and asked us to review this video that's being released on Valentine's Day. And this video is called Around the World, and we will put it in the show notes. Uh, it's, it's a YouTube video, and it is kind of a, a lead-up. Uh, we'll explain a tiny bit more about that, but it's a lead-up to the series, which I actually didn't realize when we started reviewing the video. So Cassie came to me, and she said, Hey, Rob asked me to review this video, and it's a video about BDSM. And I said, when was this done? And she told me when. And I said, so was there anybody consulting on it who knew about BDSM to make sure that stuff's being portrayed well? And she's like, no. And he asked me to review it. And what did you tell him? I told him that we were going to give an honest review and that he may or may not like what we have to say because we're very big critics. Um, especially when you start bringing things like kink into fantasy land, uh, we tend to get a little critical about how it's portrayed. Yeah. And so Cassie had said, uh, you know, this is either going to be really good or really bad. And he had, I think, said, well, you know, can you let me know if it's going to be really bad? And she said, no, if you ask me to review it and it's really bad, I'm going to 
put it out and tell people it's really bad. And he said, okay, okay, okay. So we reviewed it and Cassie asked me to review this. And I was kind of like, oh God, I really just, I expected it to be really bad, to be honest with you. Because typically anytime you see BDSM in a context, in the media, where they didn't have anybody who really knew about BDSM involved, and even a lot of times when they did, it's just portrayed horribly. So I really went into this with a very low expectations. So let's talk about the, I want to talk about the plot a little bit in so much as we can without spoilering, which we're not going to do. You're going to have to watch the video. So it sort of starts out and one of my small criticisms, and it's not really a criticism, but it's, it starts out and it's kind of slow. So if you do watch it, I will tell you, you got to pay attention and you got to kind of listen to the dialogue and turn the volume up a couple notches. It can be occasionally the dialogue can be a hair hard to hear depending on how people are talking. But it starts off and there is a dynamic of a, a gentleman being out with a paid, uh, I guess, prostitute. Sex worker. Yeah, yeah, sex worker. And sort of seeing how they're negotiating to play and that sort of stuff. And that's sort of how it all begins. Yeah, so it it starts with with him out picking up this prostitute and follows them uh, throughout the night and follows him and follows this prostitute throughout the night and what unfolds and what's going on in his personal life that led him to seek this lady's company and some of what happens after. And I was actually pleasantly surprised by a lot of things with this. Like I said, I really went in expecting not to like it. But I, I wound up enjoying it. I mean, it was first off, it was funny. Yeah, it was definitely funny. It was, was definitely some funny. That had yeah, me crack up. Uh, it was definitely funny. As you watched it all the way through, you could really follow the progression of what was going on through the night and kind of see where he's coming from with his background of what he's looking for. And I really, it, it's really hard to say more than that without spoiling the plot. But guy meets a prostitute. You know, he's out with a prostitute. He's got some uh, BDSM related needs, and it's it's how they progress through the night. Uh, and most of it takes place uh, in the hotel room, like at the bar, and then with him at the hotel room with this prostitute. All right, first things, let's talk about what we liked, and then we'll talk about what we didn't like. So I'm actually going to make a general statement. I really was frustrated through the beginning. I really hated the characters in the beginning. And then I started to like them towards the end. But I wanted to say, for for starters, it is if you're like me and you're sitting back and watching and you're like, I fucking hate these people. What the hell? Give it a little while. But as far as other things that I really liked, I did like the humor. I like that there was things thrown in to lighten the film, to make it not just a very uh, serious kind of situation. It did throw in some stuff that was fun. Um, there was I, definitely some prostitute wisdom. Oh my gosh. That was the next thing I was going to say. I love that the the sex worker was intelligent and had bright things to say versus how you see sex workers depicted in other films. And I really, really enjoyed seeing that. So there definitely was some prostitute wisdom. She had some really very deep and meaningful things to say in the film. Yeah. So uh, there was that. Um, as far as dislikes... Um, so it's funny. So like I said, I really, I really expected I was going to dislike it. 
Um, and at the end, I'm really actually reduced to a couple of, of minor gripes that I didn't think, you know, I, I thought I was going to be a lot more. Like, it, it can be a bit hard to hear sometimes. It is a very dialogue-oriented movie, but those are all really minor kind of things. My main gripe has to do with, I don't like a lot of times how BDSM is portrayed in the media. And this is guilty of it just a hair, not in strong form, but just a hair in that, you know, it goes into this guy's kinks a little bit. And some of the ones that are depicted in the show, there's nothing wrong with them, right? But it is definitely more on the extreme end. And he's got a lot of stuff going on in his personal life. And there's nothing wrong with that. But again, some of it is more on the extreme end. And she talks a little bit, Prosty talks a little bit about her background and how she got into, you know, what she was doing and, and some problems that she's had in her past relationships. And same thing, nothing wrong with any of it, but again, a little more on the extreme end. And I feel like BDSM is always portrayed to the extremes when you're, and even down to his character, like he's very brooding, you know, the way he, uh, he looks at his expressions, the way he talks to her. And, and again, it's all, it's all very on the extreme end. And I feel like it's portrayed, stuff's portrayed a lot like that in the media, but it's, it's not awful. Um, and really, uh, so when you watch this, you have to watch it to the end because I thought I had some other gripes about this and they got wiped out by the ending. The ending actually came along and tied together some of the stuff that I would have griped about, even from a BDSM end, and made it all work. Um, and the coolest thing that I think about this is when you watch this all the way through, you understand that, because I, I didn't know this when we started it, but that this is actually a tie-in to the series Monogamish that Cassie is doing. And this is the backstory of some of the characters that are in that series and how they got to where they are and how they started exploring BDSM and polyamory and where they started with all that. And when you get through the whole thing and you look at it that way, in spite of the fact that I said I, I have a couple of minor gripes, I actually think it does a fantastic job of that. I was actually surprisingly happy with it. Yeah, I was very, very pleased with it. As I said, I was very frustrated in the beginning. Uh, I almost wanted to scream at my television. But but the end came along and forgave some of the stuff at the beginning. And what I realize is when you look at these characters, so part part of what I think saves this from being something that I didn't like is that when you get through it, you realize and you're looking at it that the, these aren't meant to be like, you know, uh, they're supposed to be experienced kink people involved in this video. And, and this is how kinky people do stuff. And it's all wrong. And you throw your hands and you're like, oh, my fucking God. It becomes very clear very quickly that the people involved in the movie, they don't know what they're doing and they're not supposed to know what they're doing. And because of that, like I said, when you get all the way through the story, I think I think some of the gripes I would have had about how they handled things or how they negotiated, it gets excused because the fact of the matter is the whole point of it is that they don't know what the hell they're doing. Uh, the, the characters don't know what they're doing. So, Which is a lot of the way a lot of people start kink is we don't know what we're doing. We stumble into it. And for, you know, the better or for worse, the mistakes that we make are the mistakes we make while we're trying to learn. And with knowing that the idea is that, you know, the series that's coming is going to show what these characters get from where they're at to doing things healthy and happy and healthy. I actually think it was uh, it was good. So I recommend it. We're going to put the video in our show notes at a touch of flavor.com forward slash zero two three. Again, it's called around the world. We'll have the video right there and go check that out. Keep an eye out and also keep an eye out for the series monogamish that is coming. I think later this year is the idea, right? It's getting worked on. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, thank you for tuning in on Valentine's Day. So we're going to let you go. This is why it was a short episode, because you should be getting out there doing sweet and sexy things. Have a great day.
Thanks for listening to the Touch of Flavor podcast, where we're building relationships outside of the box. Got a question about kink, power exchange, or open relationships that you've been holding on to for years? This is the place to ask it. Submit your question at atouchofflavor.com slash ask, or leave us a voicemail at 833-ASK-TOF1. 